0: And being of his signs. It was a short term mission trip that they were about to take. Some things can be better learned on the job than in a the classroom. They would learn that Jesus' power extended beyond his personal presence. And we experienced that as well with the help of the Holy Spirit, Jesus doesn't have to be here with us, but the Holy Spirit extends his power through us, so as we witness, and we minister, as we help, okay. some quick snapshots of where we've been, Jesus has been preaching, the kingdom of God is at hand, to repent and believe the good news of the gospel. The same message that John the Baptist began preaching. Jesus and John the Baptist were the ones were preaching this until we reached Mark 6. Jesus had been confirming who he was, God in flesh, by his authority, by his signs, and his miracles, by his actions, doing things that only God or at least God's prophet to do. Raising the dead, stopping a violent sea with a command, casting out thousands of demons that no one could control, and he done it with a command, and healing a sick woman instantly by her faith and touching his, his garment. Mark focused on these details in the, in the last, Part of chapter four and into chapter five. Capernaum had seen enough evidence in approximately two years and still was not convinced. Even though masses of people were following, but most for the wrong reason. But even at that, Jesus shows compassion for the people by doing signs anyway. Other points of interest items that we've talked about. Uh, the Holy Spirit's act and involvement in Jesus' life. Um, we've seen that at the very beginning where the Spirit drove him into the wilderness. Uh, right after he was he was baptized, the Spirit drove him into the wilderness. We see the Spirit active there. I believe the Spirit was active when they had crossed the sea, Jesus was in the boat asleep. The Spirit brought about, I believe, these circumstances in Jesus' life and he worked with those in people's lives. You understand what I'm saying? Okay. <clears throat> I mean, the Spirit's uh, organizing events and Jesus reacting in cooperation with the Spirit. Marcus showed uh, Jesus spending time in prayer. Mark also shows Jesus getting tired and also the great opposition building against him from the religious group. Marcus told us earlier in Mark three six, then the Pharisees went out and immediately began conspiring with the Herodians which, by the way, was their enemy against him as to how they might put him to death. Hmm. Mark also shows us Jesus' teaching in parables the parables of the four souls of the hearts that Pastor Peter had mentioned this morning, illustrating the different heart conditions we have and what the 12 could expect. Because all this was in preparation, Jesus was preparing these 12 for what was to come. And part of that would be when they start going out on their own. And it was not always a warm and welcome message. The same for us. Don't be surprised or discouraged by people's reactions. And it's, it's easy to do that. We have these Bible study cards. I have them in my pocket. And when I have... The opportunity, I'll give somebody one, I'll, I'll invite them, talk with them a little bit, and you know, a lot of times they'll say, no, not interested in church or anything like that. It, it can be discouraging, but, but don't get discouraged because that's, that's, just, that's just the way it is. Then Jesus gives a parable, what I believe is the wonder of the gospel message. Three snapshots. First is the parable of the lamp with the light. The light would be small as far as for a small space like a room. The light was not made to be hid, but to be placed where it could shine. And Jesus is referred to as the light. And, I, and that was, I believe, toward the beginning of his ministry. And I compared that to John. I think it's John eight, where Jesus says, "I am the light of the world." You know, and I and I thought a lot. Of that that was, if you've not if you not heard that message from Pete in our, in our uh, Sunday school, you need to go back and listen to it on the, on the tape louder. But here he's talking about the small light where he would begin. And it was small. It was to these twelve and to the few that were following. And by the end of his ministry, he would be the light of the world. thought that was interesting. The second parable is a parable of the growing seed. How the farmer plants the seed. And basically, the farmer goes on with life. It says night and day. He goes on with life. And the seed begins to grow. And the farmer wonders how that can be. And the, <clears throat> God has given the increase for the works within the seed.
1: God produces the change or growth, not the farmer.
0: The farmer's job is plant the seeds. God's job is to make that seed grow. is yeah, and it isn't that great that it's not our Amen. responsibility. God takes that, God takes that responsibility <laughs> off of us for saving people. Isn't that, isn't, that, isn't that marvelous? I'm, I'm so glad for that. The third is the parable of mustard seed. How something so small or seemingly insignificant as a tiny seed could grow to a small tree. You know, it's it's still a wonder to me, especially when I I go down to the church, mow the grass. I see all these little acre things. It's about like that, about the size of a thumbnail. And you look at these trees, which I'm sure some of them are probably close to 300 years old. Mm. That's 70, 80 foot tall. Now something that small can grow mm. so big. You know, and I think I think these are a snapshot of the gospel. Starting out small and eventually it will grow to what it is today. Mm. Uh, I believe also it says, um, they were rejected, and that was to grow on an unbelievable size. The message and we have seen uh, that happen with the gospel, and as we move to chapter six, we see Jesus taking his disciples to the next level. He leaves the Capernaum area, travels down to his hometown of Nazareth with his disciples, and. The and the focus, I believe, in the first six verses, are twofold. First, the familiarity with Jesus. They had seen him grow up. They knew his family, and he had, still had the stigma of being believed to maybe be a illegitimate child. All this caused them not to be able to see him as God, even though the evidence was being continually presented to him. And the same, same as us, we see Jesus for whom, who he really is, God in the flesh, and yet we question his abilities or desire to work in our circumstances at times. And we wonder why he's doing things. Even though we know him, you know, things have not changed a whole lot. Now, listen, we want people. No, no, we no. People hasn't changed that much, and Jesus. The first one was familiarity. The second one, in, in those verses one through six, is is the first part we've seen where Jesus was amazed. It says that he was amazed in uh, Mark six six. And he was amazed at their unbelief. Only two times in scripture, Jesus was amazed. The faith of the Roman officer. So the first one was the familiarity, <clears throat> which marks, marks those verses, and the unbelief of the people. And it says in Luke 7, verses 7 to 8, it says, I am not even worthy to come meet you. This is a Roman officer, Uh, just say the word where you are, and my servant will be healed. The background on this is his servant was sick. And so this Roman officer, and what's a Roman officer? A Gentile comes to Jesus. And and he is actually saying, I know know I've seen the authority that you have because I'm a, a man of authority. Myself, because I have people under me as well. Um, so in verse eight, he says, "I know this because I am under the authority of my superior officers, and I have authority over my soldiers. I only need to say go, and they go. Or come, and they come. And if I say to my slave, slave, do this, and they do it." Verse 9 When Jesus heard this, he was amazed. Turning to the crowd that was following him, he said, I tell you, I haven't seen faith like this in all Israel. And when the officer's friends returned to his house, they found the slave completely killed. The word amazed is used many times in the gospel. But only two times it's used at Jesus being amazed. Most of the time it's others being amazed. Well, all the time it's others being amazed. <clears throat> so we say the familiarity with the people that caused them not to believe, and Jesus amazed they didn't believe. And as a result, he withheld many miracles and magic, most
1: likely for their own good
0: uh and i say that because the more knowledge you have the more accountable accountable you are so jesus was actually showing mercy to those in his hometown uh, as we get to verses six b through nine we see jesus leaving nazareth with his 12 disciples this is somewhere around two years in his ministry into his public ministry according to john Collins. and i'm i'm no one to argue
1: with,
0: with him and i and i believe that as well they have been following asking questions being amazed slowly getting to their next task uh, matthew's record is much more detailed it tells jesus showing the need is the people, and the harvest is ready, but workers are few. And also, I don't see Jesus entering a synagogue again, only the temple. You know, and that's very interesting as well. If you look past this point, if you look at all the Gospels, you won't see where Jesus goes into another synagogue. But he does go to the temple. There's a difference, right? We all know the difference in the temple. Synagogues were almost like small churches that were spread around. And the temple was in Jerusalem. And it was required to go there, I think he said three times a year for three different feats
1: at least once a year. I I thought that was very interesting. Um, Verse 7, so Jesus sends them
0: out two by two, giving them authority, equipping them with power from on high. It's as if Jesus ordained each one of them personally, and as proof they were from him, he gave them authority and great power. You know, because there was, and I think I wrote this down somewhere else, just in case I haven't, there was many rabbis that had followers, and so how do you, how do you know each rabbi's followers? Usually by what they taught, the way they taught. You know, if you go to a if you go to a certain seminary or something, you tend to to teach like that, right? The the things that that you have learned, and Jesus's disciples would be known. Because of the authority that they had and the power that was given them, so they would know. Because they, had, because Jesus had done miracles, people had seen Jesus do miracles. Now his disciples go out, becoming apostles. They do miracles, so they would know. the People would know that these men were Jesus's
1: disciples, Then They can look at them and yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, they would be different. Yeah, I think I think they would be different. Um, yeah, that's an amazing statement right there. Yeah, and that and that's something for us. Yeah, it it Can is, the world really look is. at us?
0: Yeah, can the world look at us and tell we are different? That we have been with Jesus. Yeah,
1: yeah,
0: and and normally that's by the, that's by your conduct, conduct. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it can't be by your words. but people right. look more at your actions than they do at your words and they listen to your words Um, I want want to remind us here again that the instructions Jesus gave these 12 are for these 12 a specific group not to us today not to us today although we can apply some of these so these, so these instructions, as he sends these out, and we're going we're to read that, we're going to see some specific instructions that Jesus gives them. Some things to take, some things not to take. And, and these instructions were for these 12 alone. Even though we can apply some of these things to our lives today. Okay. Um, the signs and wonders given to the 12 were to confirm their message. That's not given us to us today. Why Because we have the completed Bible to confirm our message. We don't, we don't need signs and wonders. The, the Bible is our confirmation. We teach, we teach what's there, okay? Uh, and the message, repent. The kingdom of God is at hand. And I read something this week also from John Piper. Said that the mystery of the kingdom of God, and it, it was a mystery because it was twofold. We are in the we are in the kingdom now. If you are a believer. And yet there's a time when we will go to the kingdom, so to speak. It'll be set up, it'll be set up on the, the new earth, I guess, when it comes down to the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. I thought that was interesting as well. Um, God alone delegates his authority and power. Even prophets could not give a note at their choosing power. God delegated Jesus, and Jesus delegates his disciples here. We look at what uh, these men were to take on their journey and not to take um, And I believe the emphasis here is the urgency to go, to go now. If you look at these things and we're going to just a snapshot, the emphasis Again, I think it's twofold. One is the urgency to go, go now. And that's our that's our same emphasis today, is to go now with the gospel, because we don't know how much time we have. Uh, do not take time to pack your bags, don't take time to pick up extras. And then the second is as you're going, trust me jesus it's a trust Mm (laughs) thing go to places that you don't know the first trip uh, it was their first trip representing jesus and his message and they probably didn't go far Um, because i think it was it was i think it was a, a close proximity and that's in contrast to the end, where he says, "Go into the world." You see, I like contrast, I think that's a good contrast. Well. Okay, things things he took: take a walking stick, no extra one; take sandals, no extra; take one tunic or coat, no extra. Now, as I thought about that, I thought, "Well, why?" These I think were items that they had on them all the time. They would have sandals on, they would have a walking stick and a tunic for a cover. I think it's things that they had, everyday items, things that they had right there. Don't take things that you don't take. Don't take a bag or a change of clothes. That's something you wanna have to go and prepare. And also last time we noted that a bag was something that four uh, people had like an alms bag. It'd be like an alms bag. So I'm not sure if it if it ties into this, but Jesus didn't want them to be beggars. Yes, Dave.
2: Like many missionaries do, right? <clears throat> and then Dennis might even be able to give some insight. Kind of what you do, wasn't it, Dennis? I'm living by faith. Mm-hmm. Yeah, trust yeah. in Jesus. You drop yeah. what you're doing, right? Yeah. You didn't. You didn't stuff your bag. full. Wait a little while. Wait till tomorrow. You got to get my stuff together. You got to get them retired. <coughs> yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: Drop what you got.
0: Yeah. Well, Dennis, I made an interesting comment that i called talking about. Time, I'm sure he doesn't mind me sharing that. Uh, me and Marshall was first into the, into the message of sharing. They'd, they'd go around. The two of them would would take a, a few houses and visit them. What was it ever was it Wednesdays or Thursdays? Every
3: Monday night.
0: Every Monday night. They can tell the story better can <coughs> because he's here. <laughs> and, some, and sometimes he did. Yeah, and sometimes he wouldn't want to go. Right, the marshal would say, "Yeah, we need to do that. We need to go." So they would go. And sometimes it would be the opposite That's why, as well, and kind of overlooked that was the two by two, to encourage right. the two by two. Yeah. You know. All right. No bag. Told not take. No bread, no copper, or money,
4: right? And and these were all items
1: that I believe they had access to. Yeah, because Jesus wouldn't told them not to take them if they didn't
0: have access to them. He didn't tell them to leave their camel at home. They probably didn't have a camel, right? So I I believe they had access to these, and we and we talked before. You know, in my in my whole growing up, I'd always thought uh, Jesus and his disciples were dirt poor; they were living from day to day, so to speak. Uh, But but once I got really studying in Mark, uh, you know, because because you read where. He doesn't have a place to lay his head. Mm-hmm. Different things, you know, the fox in the fox in the hole, and different things. But but there were some pretty wealthy people that that loved Jesus and associated with Jesus. So so I'm I'm leaning toward the fact that. Uh, he was, that they were not destitute. We said that he, he had a house, had a house big or, house. Yeah, or, and they were also
1: sitting there and that,
0: you know, in the last week, they had all the people there, so they had to have a pretty good side place to you know, have uh, these people be there. Levi,
1: yep.
0: had a business, Matthew, right? Yeah, Matthew, Levi. Yeah. I think part
2: of it too is that, uh, Jesus didn't want them having money to spend the night at an inn. I think the the idea is that God's spirit was going ahead of these disciples 2 by 2 preparing hearts spiritually preparing their hearts to receive the message that these disciples were giving out and that part of their heart preparation was to invite the disciples to come into their homes and spend the night and be fed a meal and so forth. I think it indicates spiritual heart preparation.
0: Yeah.
2: People people were on the streets. They weren't in the hilton, right?
0: And I, and mm-hmm.
2: yeah. people were on the streets,
0: not, not in the Hilton. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. But most, most of the time, I think I think if you went somewhere, you'd stay with people. I don't think it was yeah. like today. You go out of town, uh, make reservations.
1: Yeah. You know,
0: and and you're right. I you're right. I mean, it's it's a it's a total dependence. Yeah. Trust in me. I've got you back. And it's a learning experience for them. Oh, yeah. you know, and basically, yeah. it's, it's, it's a testing ground. You've been with me for two years. Are you going to trust me? How much do you trust me? Are you going to do these things? You know? Okay, see, through, right? I think that's a key word through the word. Here's the lesson. Provided and help me. So we're going go to do that to carry on with them. So we trying
1: to do it themselves. Yeah. And like
0: you didn't say they were living on faith. Mm-hmm. Faith was that they saw the work of Jesus and the love that people had for Jesus help him financially and also help him food and lodging. So I think he, that was part of it too, even to be carried on. So they would, they would depend on other people, they would
1: depend on themselves. And then they said, I'm not helping there when, the people
0: did not want them to, be around them and we see that too. People don't want to be at your tent car or whatever, you so know, knock the dust off and hear it,
1: Yeah.
0: uh also I think Jesus was <clears throat> showing them that the things are not going to be easy. Yeah. You know, because a lot of times yeah. in this in this Christian life that we walk, we say we love Jesus, we proclaim that. To the world, and yet when we have difficulties, people say, uh "I didn't think Christians were supposed to have it." <laughs> you know? Yeah, we talked a little bit about that this morning, and
1: uh, I think
3: if, if one of the big enemies is the idea of uncertainty. You don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, I remember when we were in L.A. in California, we had a minister going out people, visiting the church, d e and so, it was a explosion that was adopted for voucher. Mm-hmm. And uh, there were times you know, you'd go to a place and have to go up two or three black stairs, and you could hear people fighting or arguing on the other side of the door, mm-hmm. sometimes screaming or something, and fighting. And you kind of have fear and trepidation when you go there. Mm-hmm. But uh, one of the people that went there told me, said the leader of the group them when they got there said remember that the Lord is not only on this side of the door but he's also on the other mm-hmm. side and many times you go and knock on that door and you go and talk to them and sometimes they'll respond and they completely change the atmosphere yeah. with God is God's work. But there's uncertainty and I think that like you say and I, I hadn't talked about that but that getting used to that and doing things having to trust the Lord. We're really doing it in a lot of, of uh, different circumstances, you build up in on, the job. on the job. On the job, not in the
0: classroom. <laughs> See, this, that's this, right, exactly this, right. this right. is that's the classroom right. This is where we learn what to do,
3: and then, right.
0: and then when you go out that door, <coughs> that's when you're on the job. That's mm-hmm. when you apply apply these things. That's where it's really hard. <laughs> I mean, we can. We can talk all night in here and our faith is good when we're around a bunch that have the same faith But when you're out there around people who don't. It's a little more intimidating. Mm-hmm. I guess you, might, you mm-hmm. might say you're not as bold as you would be in here. So, it was, it was, right. it was a, yeah, and it's a, it's a training issue. That's what this, that's what this was, was all about. So, oh. it, all the way
4: down
0: that's where we're going to that's where we're going to start but what I want to do Matthew gives a much more detailed account of this so I want to read Matthew's account because again I talked about Jesus preparing him for um, for something that's going to be different Actually, uh, nine starting verse thirty-five, Jesus is preparing them for something that is going to be difficult. This isn't going to be a cakewalk, so to speak. But they're they the endeavor, and the endeavor we have is not a cakewalk, right? Everything's not peachy creamy all the time. People are not going to accept your message. Where we live, the Bible Belt, everybody is okay. Most people, most people, if you ask them, will say, yeah, I don't believe right? I think mm-hmm. part of that has been in the Bible. I'll never live nowhere else. That's why I've heard today. No, no, I'm disagreeing with you. Uh, no, that's fine. I thought you had something to no. say. No. So let's let's read this at 935. Uh, I'm going to probably read, um, well, I'll see. Maybe all the way down to verse 19 or 20 in the chapter number two. Then Jesus went to all the cities and the villages, speaking in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. Now this this happened just as I lived in so, Mike is on. So he leaves. He leaves the earth with his disciples, and this is this is Jesus talking. And verse uh, 36 it says, "But when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion for them." because they were weary and scattered like sheep, having no shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest truly is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into the harvest. Do you see the picture of Jesus taking this short trim and him teaching his disciples, and showing them firsthand the need of the people. This is, again, a preparation that Jesus is showing. We come into chapter 10. It says, And when he had called the 12 disciples to to him, he gave them power over unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all kinds of sicknesses and all kinds of diseases. And here he names uh the twelve. So we're gonna skip down to verse number five. Mark is already named, but Matthew doesn't name them until we get here. So sending them out, starting verse five. These twelve Jesus sent out and commanded them, saying, Do not go into the way of the Gentiles. Do not enter a city of the Samaritan. I see these are these are specific instructions for these twelve, but go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And as you go, preach, say the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons. This is very interesting. Freely you have received freely gift. I think that's a very, very important small portion to put in there. You have these powers. People are going to see that. You may be tempted to sell these powers. Who was that, Simon? <clears throat> over in the book of Acts.
1: <clears> throat> throat>
0: wanted these powers. Yeah. He saw his apostles here very specifically Freely they were given to you. And freely given to you freely give them. Mm-hmm. verse nine provide neither gold or silver nor copper <coughs> in your money belts, nor bags for your journey, nor two tunics. And mine says more sandals, but I'm gonna add in there because I think I think it means. <coughs> Uh, no bag for your journey, nor two tunics, nor two pair of sandals, mm-hmm. nor two staffs, for a worker is worthy of his food. Mm-hmm. And the reason I'm saying that is because the other gospels say that they can take that.
2: But one. But
0: one. Right. So, we, so that, that can be a little misleading, I think, right there. Uh, verse 11. Now, whatever city or town you enter, inquire who is who in it is worthy. Stay there till you go out. And when you go into that household, if the household is worthy, let your peace come upon you. But if it is not worthy, let your peace return to you. And whoever will not receive you or hear your words, when you depart from that house or city, Shake off the dust from your feet. Assuredly, I say to you, it will be more tolerable for the land of Sodom and Gomorrah in the day of judgment than for that city. Mm. Verse 16. I say we're going to go back, we're going to go back through some of these
1: in our study, but I want us to get, I want us to get to see. It. First hand, because when you
0: when you start going back and forth, it's easy to get confused. Where if you read through a narrative, you can see the flow of it.
1: Okay.
0: In verse 16, it says, Behold, I send you out as sheep in the midst of wolves. Therefore, be wise as, as serpents, and harmless as doves, but beware of men for they will deliver you up to councils mm. and discourage you in their synagogues. You will be brought before governors and kings for my sake, as a testimony to them and to the Gentiles. But when they deliver you up, do not worry about how or what you should speak, for it will be given to you in that hour what you should speak. For it is not you who speaks, but the Spirit of your Father who speaks in you. You know, and I think that was kind of like a little prophecy of what would come after the Holy Spirit had come into into it. I think that was, you know, and and this is all in preparation. I'm sure, you know, and, and the book of John also says that they, they could not comprehend all these things that he was saying. But when the spirit came mm-hmm. in, it brought them back to their mind.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: I'm sure when the spirit came in and they and they started getting their harsh scourgings mm-hmm. and things like this. I'm sure this passage came back to their mind, which would be very reassuring, knowing that beforehand Jesus had told them what was going to happen and what happened. What what a courage. So some of this we may have already looked at uh, six or seven weeks ago. We're going to start verse 10. Mark. Mark. So let me, Mark 6, yeah. So let me go ahead and uh, read uh, 10 through 13. It says, wherever you go, he says, stay in that house Family. But if any place refuses to welcome you or listen to you, shake its dust from your feet as you leave to show that you have abandoned those people to their faith. So the disciples went out, telling everyone they met to repent of their sins and turn to God. They cast out many demons and healed many sick people, anointing them with all of them. Okay, So, <laughs> he said to them, verse 10, he said to them, whatever place you enter a house, stay there to depart from that place. And we've, we've talked about this uh, already. Uh,
1: Jesus, first Jesus is reaffirming them that there will be hosts
0: everywhere he, he, he sends them. There again, as Eric said, the Spirit is preparing people's hearts. He's preparing people, and they would know they would they would know that uh, that they were these were Jesus' disciples. Most of the time, they will be plain, simple people, because remember that's who that's who Jesus dealt with most of the time. Mm-hmm. That's who is. Apostles were, that's sort who of these disciples were, plain, simple people, not from the religious group. Isn't that interesting that he didn't he didn't call any from the from already educated uh, Jewish people, but called really despise uh despise people, really. Uh when they invite you in as a host, stay there till you leave that village over that town. That may seem kind of odd for Jesus to tell them to stay there. That's basically the first place that they host till they leave that village or that town. But it's not real. And back in uh, Matthew 10, 11, we've seen that it says inquire who is worthy.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Who, who, inquire in that town who is worthy. And we just got through, uh, we just got through reading that. It says, and when you go into a household, greet it. And this is an Amplified Bible. It says, greet it, for peace be in that house. And then he goes on to explain, he says, if the household is worthy, who welcomes you and your message, let your peace come upon it. That is a blessing of uh, well-being, of prosperity, and favor with God. But if it is not worthy, take, that, take back your blessing and peace. Possibly even these so-called believers may have been hostile toward the truth. They were not real believers. And whoever will not receive you nor hear your words, you depart from that house or that city, shake off the dust from your feet. You have done, basically you have done what you were told by God they have rejected they have rejected the message mm. not you don't get don't get that confused because the world rejects the message we take that personally
1: sometimes
0: you know that they've rejected you and I have you know and it and it can be but really they have rejected the message that you have brought Remember, uh, this was for these specific 12. Again, I believe we should see the urgency of sharing the gospel message. We have no idea of how long people can hear. Did you hear that? Right, right. How long people can hear. Mm-hmm. Because the Bible says there is <clears throat> a time when the spirit will not always strive, strive, strive with man. Even yeah. here on this earth, individuals, uh, we don't know that, so we keep we keep pressing the gospel so to, speak, mm-hmm. to it. Or we don't know how long we can proclaim. You know, even in, even in my prayer this morning, I thank God because we live in a country where we can proclaim the gospel mm-hmm. openly. We don't know how long that's that's gonna be. Right. Right. As believers, we're gonna keep doing it. Mm-hmm. But how how long are we gonna have the liberty to do it? You know, we know mm-hmm. we, we hear of people over overseas who have not got that liberty, who are meeting secretly yeah. in the underground churches, the voice of the martyrs, yeah. We hear we hear of that, right? So so we proclaim the message while people can hear and as long as we can proclaim uh, and again at 9 the harvest truly is plentiful but the laborers are few therefore pray the lord the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest mm-hmm. these would be simple people Invite them in to stay maybe even forty, And these people hear that these disciples are in town and other people would see that and they would say, look at where they're staying. And some of these other people would say, look, we have more room. We have better food. Come stay with us. In other words, use your miracles here.
1: Mm -hmm. You
0: know? They would be tempted. So what does he say? What does he tell them to do in verse 10? Stay at that first house Mm -hmm. that you come to. Don't be tempted by the world's things. Which is so 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 Jesus tells them don't be tempted by this. Be satisfied by what God provides. Jesus will reward the most earnest seekers. And that and that's a hard lesson. And and I really can't say it enough. And I, I appreciate Pastor D being with this small congregation for so long. Peace.
1: Probably deliver
3: well no, that. no, <laughs> no, definitely not. Pastor D, you right.
0: minister to that house. And we will say, stay there till you finish ministering. Uh, now, did Jesus give them a timetable? Did he say, okay, you've got a certain amount of time to minister? And I believe he did. Because if we look down at Mark six thirty, it said, then the apostles gathered to Jesus and told him all the things, both what they had done what they had taught. Usually on the short-term mission trip, it's just that. You have you have a short amount of time, you know, with, mm-hmm. the master's mission doesn't, doesn't really believe in short-term yeah. mission trips and, the re, and, and there's a good reason for that. It, it takes a lot of money for short-term missions to go out and I don't, I'm not sure you could probably double or triple that money and have a have a man go out for life. That's that's their thing, right? The short, but but this was a short-term mission trip that they uh, that they had done. And so I believe I believe Jesus gave them a short amount of time. Then he said, we're going to meet in this place and we're going to talk. I believe that's I mean that's that's my opinion because of that. I don't know. If I could be wrong. Anybody else got any other thoughts? Because they all came together to talk about
2: these things. I I find it interesting that Jesus told them to pray to the Lord of the harvest, that there would be more laborers in the harvest field. And then immediately he sent them out. So he is telling them to pray for, for laborers. But then he turned around and made them laborers so in a sense they prayed and they were the answer to their own prayers <laughs> yeah,
1: I mean,
2: yeah. I, I we know. pray we pray for you know more people to go out into the mission field when maybe god is calling us to go out into the mission field whatever that mission field
0: might be yeah even set for foot. we even separate we pray for our neighbors <laughs> that God would put somebody in their lives mm-hmm. <laughs> that our would next our neighbor, Bible study or, or share the gospel, you know. Yeah. And I and I prayed that, you know, yeah. Lord, will you put somebody, some Christian in this this guy or gal's life yeah. that can minister to it. Yeah, it could really be it should be me. Right. <laughs> if I need I should be going, right? Yeah. That's, that's that's good. I like that. I like that. <clears throat> Uh, again it was a it was a training mission and maybe a testing of their faith in our personal ministry he tells us in John 9 4 we must work the works of him who sent me while it is day night is coming when no one can work Proverbs 27 1 boast not thyself of tomorrow for thou knowest not what a day may bring forth so again the urgency of going out with the gospel proclaim till you leave even if you don't want to hear they don't want to hear proclaim even if they don't want to hear and if they don't want to hear That town or that village. You come to verse eleven, and whoever will not receive you nor hear you, Hmm. there is a fact that most will not accept. Bruce Walker has said that the salvation is rare. You know, if you look, look at the I don't know billions of people here on Earth. I don't know the exact number. There is, I think, there is billions. Yeah. If you think of them compared to uh true Christians, and I, I do say that true Christians, because there's a lot of a lot of churches, a lot of memberships, but not a lot of committed believers, or maybe not even a lot of believers in churches. Salvation is a rarity. Mm. Yeah, and I and I do I agree with that. Have you ever been visiting a family member and they welcome you as a person or a family member or a friend? And as soon as you say something about the Bible Mm -hmm. or God, Mm -hmm. the mood changes. These these people accept you, but not your message. The the apostles were sent out to to probably strangers at large. Mm. Even though they were strangers, the people would know that they were Jesus' disciples by their message and by the works. They would not welcome, they would not be welcome in most households. Why? Because you're talking about Jews. And at that time, if you were more or less converted, you, you, were outcast. you would be an outcast. It was at, after the I know that happens in the book of Acts mm-hmm. when all the Jews had to leave Jerusalem, most of them except the Was that the case here?
1: No.
0: Would that have been the case? No.
1: Different message.
0: Okay. All right. So, see if you catch me saying something not right, please. <laughs> please speak up. Well, I, I want to, get to church after. Yeah, break.
3: After, right.
0: Yeah. So, so the persecution would have been here as well. No. When you say here, it would be a
2: rejection.
0: They would have been a rejection of the of of the message and of the people. It's like, their
2: message was the kingdom of God is at hand. Right. Get your life straight. Prepare. Right. God's coming.
0: Right. For yeah. God is here. That that
2: was their message. Yeah.
0: Mm. Yeah. Right. That's that's what they didn't. That's what they didn't believe. Right. They didn't believe that because of the way Jesus came. He didn't come as they had expected. And after 2,000 years,
1: yeah.
2: if you were to go to Israel tonight, you would not go to a spiritual land. Mm-hmm. You would go to a place that has a lot of religion. Mm-hmm. Say, but the majority of the people there are secular. Yeah. They're not even God-fearers. God is not in their life. And that's the way it was when Jesus came to Israel. Mm-hmm. Even the Jews. Mm-hmm. They're Jews really in name only. Correct.
1: Yeah. And they
0: were looking for a different kind of Jesus. They were mm-hmm. looking for a king. And he came, he came born in the stable. You
2: know. But the Jews today, most of them, as you said, they're secular. They they love the fact that they were born Jewish. But they haven't put it in their hearts. It really means nothing to them other than their heritage, and they're proud of that heritage Oh yeah.
0: I'm sure a lot of them don't even have that
3: hidden well, well they yeah, they rejected true. it, but we we're, we're not we, the same thing is true in this country, even in churches, mm-hmm. oh yeah, so, it, it, I mean, yeah. I started that in my life. I know we all do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really get back to Dennis's point about the message itself. This is before the cross.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. We, we talked, you about sharing the gospel. We're talking about sharing the gospel. It, 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 it's not the, we don't go out saying that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. So we have, have a different that. message. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. We're going to talk about that because, because these are called the gospels gospel according to Matthew, gospel according to Mark. Gospel according to Luke and Gospel according to John, we have a misconception of what that gospel is. You're right. It's it's a it's a different mm-hmm. it's a different gospel. Gospel really means good news.
1: Well,
0: is- it is, but it was but it was before the cross. So the the gospel we preach today is what we're going to talk about. This probably not probably that <laughs> tonight.
2: Christ crucified. We, we we preach repentance but in the context of looking back to the cross
0: right to to re- repentance yes. under submission. I think that's surrender is the key word in the presentation. The, the challenge that we bring to anybody in our lives is you know, we need to surrender. Yeah. But But it, it, it is the same thing here, but they're kind of looking for that. But it's interesting here that it doesn't really Jesus doesn't tell them, you know, go in my name and, and repent and direct the attention to me. I'm just wrestling with it. I, you know, I'm not. Yeah. But they, people knew that they were his disciples. Mm-hmm. And, and there's a lot of rabbis walking around with disciples, right? right. But only Jesus' disciples can do these miracles. Mm-hmm. Nobody else's disciples can do
1: it. Hmm. <laughs> I know tell you it's, it's interesting, but it's it's
0: almost an indirect inference rather than a direct you know pointing of people to Christ as you know repent of your sin and trust Christ.
2: Yeah.
0: Well when when we present the gospel today, we talk about the death, burial, and resurrection.
1: Yeah.
0: That's that's what I encompass the gospel, the full gospel is that message. You're right. This was before. This was before the death, so it's different. We're going. We're going to talk about that as well. How the message changed right after the ascension of Jesus with Peter is in the book of Acts, and Paul talks about it too. So we are gonna look look at some of those later. And trying to I'm throw right. this this one thought out because okay. I've been wrestling with this. You know, stuff in the Gospel of John. You know, at one point in John, he says to the religious leaders who, who had a whole, it was their career
3: literally to know the Old Testament scriptures. And he tells them, You know the scripture, you search the scriptures diligently because you think in, in
0: them you have eternal life. These are they who speak to me, you won't come. To me. Mm. And, and,
3: and so I, I really bet you know what that says is the Bible can't save you.
1: Yeah.
3: The Bible, right. uh, in the so, Bible, we we all know.
0: about Bible you know, I've, <laughs> a lot of people that knew a lot about the Bible. Look
1: at yeah. Nicholas is a perfect example. So the question is, what
0: is that message? Okay. The message, the facts don't save people. The spirit of God working in the heart does, mm-hmm. but he uses the message to do it. So what is the common denominator? And I think it's that repentance. It's that it's that drawing attention back to, okay, well, you know, forget all these other excuses of why, you know, those hypocrites in the church and swambler church and blah, 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 and all the million different reasons why not to believe. Okay, but you have personal sin. <laughs> you know that you need to repent that God's conscience so thats whether it's that message before the cross or message now looking back to the cross
3: that has the guts to come and um, repent, repent, repent repentance, repentance is, is what's left out so
1: long God yeah God.
3: right <coughs> so, way, for <coughs> yeah. For yeah. so conviction and repentance so you
0: have <laughs> conviction
1: and you know that it's wrong and then when you verbally,
0: or through your heart, repent. 100%. 100%. The conviction through the Spirit. Of the, spirit. Mm-hmm. the, spirit of the conviction. When you accept the Lord, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, there's a godly, Paul talks about worldly sorrow, which is godly repentance, right? And <coughs> Acts says that, that um, I forget what it says exactly, but that, that they prayed the Spirit would, God would grant them repentance. Mm-hmm. So, but I think the message for us is not. I mean, we we do say repent, but conviction of sin. You know, you've got a problem. You've
1: got
0: let the Spirit work on them with that. You know, and so you do repent. Yeah. Don't break. Don't preach this easy. Believe. You know, and. And that's and that's one thing that I'm, I'm struggling with with this uh, this good news club. You know, these kids they want to hear, but every time I'm making sure that they realize that there is there's a cost. You know, because we so often we say that all you have to do is, is kind come to Christ, like there's no cost.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: It's that easy believism, I think, that we call it. Mm-hmm. But I, but I want these kids to know that there is a cost. There is, there is a change that is going to happen in a true of life, mm-hmm. you know. And and so how much, so how much of that do you, you still, you want, you know, especially somebody young. Now, me and you is good. You can do that. You know, because we can we can understand. Sometimes you have to you have to explain more in detail what what cost is Because these these kids up into fifth grade probably never heard of that. I'd say most of them. most well a lot of churches don't even preach preach that. It's just easy to believe it. You know, I think that's a, that's a big I think that's a big struggle too I realized that I was a senator. I mean, that part of my whole life. And I had friends that I grew up with since i mean, the elementary school, and these same guys I went to all the way through the high school. And I was losing that. So they won't have nothing to do with that. This was a to do with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's very hard for me uh, to give up that for this, I didn't know what this was. I knew what being a party was, and knew how that was. But I kept having that conviction. See, mm-hmm. I had all that going in my heart. Conviction, conviction, conviction. I repent. I go back. I sound silly. I no, repent, God. I go back. I repent. I go back until I started feeling so bad.
1: going back. again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're right. I think right. it's harder when it's
4: your family that you. In my case, you know, like i lost my parents,
1: I lost my
4: siblings, I lost my kids. And if you read in Matthew 10, 37, anyone who loves his father or mother more than me is not worthy Anyone who loves his son or daughter more than me is, is not worthy. Anyone who does not take up his cross and follow me is not worthy of Mm-hmm. He who finds his life will lose it. Whoever loses his life for my sake will find it.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: Um, but my life has been very different since I became a Christian. Different in a way that I never thought it would be. Mm-hmm. You know, I never thought that being a follower of Christ would really, not really knowing my parents and not really knowing the kids. So in a way, I think it's hard. Um, when you when it's your family that you're in Prince has friends, You mm-hmm. friend, can make friends, but you're kind of stuck with the family. God, gives you, you know. Right. So to me, that's that's a harder thing. And I think when I got saved, I didn't realize this is this would be this is how it would be. I had no idea that my parents would mm-hmm. reject. Me and not, I mean they put up with me the <coughs> only on a surface level. You
1: know?
4: And I see that with my kids too. They put up with me the only on the surface level. You know, And it's really hard. Um but this is the call of Christ. And that's what it that's means right. to be a yeah. baller. Like you may lose your entire family.
0: Yeah. And and you know too, it's like me and Eric was talking about this morning. Yeah. Uh, I lost my what we're we talking about about the uh, family and harder to witness to a family. I can't remember exactly what I was thinking right there, but you're right, the way uh, the Bible does, and it and it tells us that. I mean, if you look back, it, I think it was in Mark 3 where Jesus' family was on the outside. and he was on the inside, and he said, "Who is?" It? Yeah, you know, right. that's what he said. Yeah, and and this and and as we were saying earlier, this I know what we were talking about. We were talking about our feelings versus scripture. Mm. You know, it's hard not to let our feelings take control of our thoughts. what we got to do? We got to go back. To the scripture what is mm-hmm. what does That's the scripture right. say about it? because our, our feelings you know we're human and our feelings can, can over overpower us you know make us make us think this is this is a right you know but you got to go back and in jesus and one of the things jesus said is right there in uh, in matthew
1: six it talks about uh, his family. A prophet is
0: honored everywhere, except that's in that's his, that's his own hometown and amongst his relatives and his own family. You know, Jesus and, and Jesus is telling him that. You know, there's going to be rejection. I think that's part of Matthew. Uh, nine and ten, that rejection coming. Mm-hmm. Peter
2: Peter taught, uh, wrote uh, about, uh, don't be surprised when the old gang won't accept you anymore. You know, and and that happens when you're when you become a Christian and they're not. They don't want any part of it. Uh, they don't want you. To do in their home anymore they don't want to be friends with you anymore so not only
1: not only do we have to be careful never mind
2: i was about to say something that's not true so better just stop there but yeah our
0: friends just all the time say but you, but you know what, what marvelous god was God
1: yeah, yeah, right. And I, and I have to be honest with you, I've never felt close to my home brothers and sisters, which
0: most of them, you know, I've got a large family. I got nine, nine siblings, including myself, that don't know you. I feel I feel closer to you people here mm-hmm. than I do. Mm-hmm. That and that, that's one of God's blessings.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He, doesn't, he doesn't take something away without giving something right.
2: even better. And, and,
0: and he's given us the family of God mm-hmm. and and we're here
1: to support one another, to encourage one another. That's right. And, yeah. I, and I and I believe that day, that day's approach. I he says all men will hate you because of me. Yeah. He said, but,
0: right? that conjunction, he who stands firm to the end, he say So, yeah, I, it's all men. That's family and that's friends
1: I've had for life and, and stuff in my life for a long time. And, you know, gotta pray for we can't show too much. God is faithful. You know, he's, he's faithful. He, may, he, may, he may not be through
0: with the family yet. You know, that's one thing you don't know. That's that's the hope. God, God looks after at the long picture, the long-term picture. We are so short focused, we we want to look at here and now, you know. And and things just and God, God looks at the long picture, the, what's going to happen down the road. Maybe even 10, 15, 20 years. Even further than that, if you're a believer, that's, that's his goal. This, he does love you, and he does provide your needs. But he has provided your greatest need, which is salvation which is is now, but it's become come as well. You know, we get that, we get that mixed up sometimes. That God is here and now and He wants the best for us right now. And that's things that we pray for, we want the best for people. And we we pray earnestly for
1: mm-hmm. y'all's
0: water. Mm-hmm. Not just to see the thing, Dory mm-hmm. and Branna. We want the best for y'all. But God, God looks at the long-term picture. What is this, what is this produce? And we don't know. And we don't have to know. And we may never know. But God knows. You know, and that's just a little simple illustration. You know, Rick was
1: getting ready to lose his job, and we were praying, we want, we're wanting immediate results you know, yeah.
0: isn't, that, isn't that what all of us want, immediate yeah. results yeah. but God looks at the long
1: picture, the long yeah. term yeah. yeah and it happens that way sometimes <laughs> and
0: and sometimes it don't but we, we just gotta we gotta know what the Bible says and that's what we trust, we don't trust our own feelings and that's why we're here that's that's why we are a family. Where when our judgment gets clouded, or, or we don't understand something, thank you, Dennis. No, really. I mean, I'm i just kidding. I do I, I do appreciate, it. but that's that's why we're here to help each other out. You know, we're a family, and that's what we want to do. We're all grown. I don't think any of us have reached that pen for if you If you did, you wouldn't be here. <laughs> I, I, I think, you definitely wouldn't be in our church. <laughs> you know, I was talking to, to Vicky this morning after Sunday school. She came up and the uh, first time we really took a chance to talk. And gave, she gave me a real quick version of her salvation with that. And she, her first quest, question was, do you said, do you all here at the church believe in the God?" of God? Or it? Yeah. <laughs> yes.
1: and I know what she means, but we get to talking about it. But, you know, we're talking about the false gospel. And, you know, if you're uh,
0: the modern church, particularly in this country, has got one foot in the boat, one in the dock three free choices. So I (laughs) you (laughs) can't. The modern modern church in this country has one foot in the boat, one in the dock, three choices. Get in the boat, stay on the dock,
2: or get in water. end up in the water. you can see this
0: with like Joel Lowe's fan, I don't know if you follow him, Mm -hmm. not just take on him, but he sort of typifies this mega church mentality that's still trying to be popular with a culture that is ever increasingly weaving. The gospel and many yeah. semblance of life, and, um, and, and it's it's very interesting to watch. I just saw a video a week or so that that sort of cobbled together sort of his interviews with you know Larry King's and Oprah's and, and, and a number of interviews that he's done over the years, and how and they keep even the secular interviewers try to pin him down on him, what we do you about homosexuality what do you believe about abortion or these other hot button issues and well I don't know just you know reach doctor, and we you know mm-hmm. and if the world is if you're okay with the world and they're okay with you yeah I'm not clear about it.
1: Mm-hmm. anyway Vicky
0: and I'll talk about this and I think you know in her case I think it's, there's there's
2: a there's another gospel Satan has a, Another Jesus out there
0: mm-hmm. okay. you know, that that is that looks more like them mm-hmm. than the one that calls us to look like them. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 it, and it's 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 a question of sovereignty who's in control
1: mm-hmm.
0: this other gospel yes, God is God and he's in control but you know really it's a reading side
2: and you know it, it, it just convince me and okay you know, has your smarts to become
0: with the gospel that I read in, in the scriptures, as we said in Sunday school morning, you know, no one can come unless the father tells it. Mm-hmm. All of the father's given it's God who's on through, he's in charge of you
1: salvation.
0: Know, we, we
1: just call people to repent and say, Look, well, if God's working. If, if, if not, I, mean, I was thinking of bananas, uh, you know, right.
0: parents and well you
1: know,
0: your dad and your brother and Nina,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, particularly this morning I can tell the voice you know, given that you know talking about Nina that, that, that it's, it's a serious diagnosis, it's a serious not just cancer, but the situation for her. Mm-hmm. You know, she's a sweet gal, you know, mm-hmm. she's just a good, good old person, a good friend, mm-hmm. you know. But it's like, you know, you, just, you, you can't put together, you know, the nice, sweet smelling package that's just enough that, you know, convince her to,
1: to do this, you know? Because um, if you do, is it true? Very good. Very good discussion. Anybody else got me? Any, anybody got a
0: weird white
1: what Jesus said in Luke 14, which going to right? yeah, I appreciate your
3: testimony, Lord. That's my love. I trust, yeah, we're, yeah, we're, we're family here. We want to
0: yeah. share, yeah, we'll be out and then we use the bathroom. <laughs> can you, wait? Yeah, so you break? You go ahead and pray uh,
3: That would
2: be fast. Uh, Dave <laughs> got, got something. It's not of importance. Not, 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 not compared to professors. But what does that
3: mean? David has something to say. Oh David, go ahead. Uh, He's uh, no, busy. you're a busy man. Go ahead. I can <laughs> say it after you. Well I can go to the y'all. Oh
1: no. <laughs> Although I feel like this is holy ground. We're sitting here as your family, your people, talking about the greatness of our Savior. And we're not worthy to proclaim his name, and yet you've called us to follow you, to put you
3: first, to deny ourselves, and take up that loss and follow you. That's an impossible task, and yet you've called us to do it, and I ask you to help me to do it, help us to do it us to put you first and really to seek to follow you that you said there in john 10. and so we're just so privileged help us to really really walk with you this week may our lives
1: speak for you and i pray that you give us fruit and opportunities to tell others about the greatness of our god bless this 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 week